0: I'm Scott Abraham from ABC7 in Washington, D.C. You know who it is, Travis
1: Thomas Experience. This is Eric home of Yahoo Sports.
0: This is Mitch Tischler. This is Al Galdi, and you're listening to The Big Douglas Show. The host
1: of Locked On Arizona Cards podcast joins us show today, Bo Brack. Bo, how are you today?
0: Doing good, Big Doug. How you doing, man?
1: I'm doing great, thank you. Uh, now, you're originally from the DMV, is that right?
0: I am. I'm from Falls Church, Virginia, originally.
1: Nice. And what took you out to uh, to Phoenix?
0: I went out to Arizona originally for college. I ended up staying out there. Uh, just a couple seasons you have to deal with out there. You've got uh, summer for basically nine months and then uh, not too, it's almost like springtime weather in the DMV. So I decided to stay out there for weather and loved it. So Now we're sitting here looking at uh, the team I grew up watching with a new look versus the team that uh, I've been covering for about 15 years now.
1: Well, let's get into it, Bo. Cards win 24-20 to on the road. That must have been a surprise for even the most ardent of fans, wouldn't you say?
0: Yeah, I think it was, you know, they got all this firepower. They pulled off the blockbuster trade for DeAndre Hopkins in the beginning of the offseason. Big expectations on Kyler Murray, the second-year quarterback this season. Uh, all that going into it, a bunch of additions on defense. I think everybody was still shocked and surprised when they took out the reigning NFC champion, San Francisco 49ers, who a week later, things look to be in shambles. I mean, I just saw that Richard Sherman's going on the IR for a couple weeks. So, you know how the mighty already started to fall a little bit, but the Arizona Cardinals have really set themselves up to come home, have their home opener against the Washington football team, potentially, the way their schedule sets up, the Arizona Cardinals could get off to a really fast start.
1: How many wins did you predict for the Cardinals before the season started?
0: I was right at the edge of about uh, double digits. I thought if Nook Hopkins and Kyler Murray could be exactly what everybody thought they could be, if they could take that leap, that it was going to be a little bit bigger than people were anticipating, that it was going to be so dynamic. uh, And if they could defend the football, defend opposing offenses, uh, a little bit better than they did last year, which was bottom of the NFL caliber defense, that they could make some noise. And uh, they did exactly, they showed exactly what we thought in week one. You know, Nook Hopkins surprisingly has a career day, 14 catches for 151 yards out of the gates. And that defense made stops that we hadn't seen in a couple of seasons against San Francisco. Now is are, are the Niners offensively a, a little challenge at this point? I think so. But uh, the Arizona Cardinals, Man, I, I think that they absolutely could sniff out double-digit wins because look, as upstart as Washington is, and as great as they look for two, qu- you know, the second half, I would say probably two and a half quarters, because that that momentum started to swing against Philly at the end of the first half. I think that the Arizona Cardinals, they're favoring in this game. They should win it. And then they've got uh, a game up against Detroit, and they've got a game against Carolina. They could very well start this season 4-0, and and that might be me drinking the Kool-Aid, but I think there's enough talent on this roster to where they could pull that off.
1: Well, they certainly have an abundance of riches at wide receiver. How did they use that to their benefit in week one? I know Nut got most of the targets, uh, but they ran a lot of four receivers out there at one time, didn't they?
0: Yeah, and that's what you're going to get from Cliff Kingsbury, the second year head coach. uh, Runs the air raid offense, and they're out there with three to four wide receivers almost every down. But you're right; we didn't see a whole lot of uh, other wide receivers get involved. There was expectations of guys like, excuse me, Larry Fitzgerald and Christian Kirk, a talented third year wide receiver out of Texas A&M, being a big part of this offense. Uh, A guy like uh, Andy Isabella, who's a second round pick, the 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 draft pick that the Cardinals received for Josh Rosen from Miami. The guy was on the side of a milk carton last week. In his rookie year basically, he was on the side of a milk carton, really didn't show up. So, the Arizona Cardinals, yeah, it's it's going to run through DeAndre Hopkins for the first couple weeks here because of this unique off-offseason, uh not a lot of time together. And if you look at at Hopkins' numbers in Houston, he was a guy that took over the line share of targets. It wasn't You know, there was other receivers that had big games, but it was more quality over quantity. Larry Fitzgerald's a guy that you're not going to have to throw too often to get involved in the game flow. He's just going to come up with big catch after big catch. When you target him, uh, you know, as far as, you know, his hands are concerned, there's no question there. But Christian Kirk is a guy that needs to get involved in this game plan, you know, this week for the Cardinals offense to maybe even take another step forward that they did in week one where they scored 24 points.
1: Is the team not good at tight end, or does the system just not value
0: them? this? Is a, this is a franchise that has historically just turned a blind eye to a position that's been so big in current NFL offenses? I mean, when you talk about the names of uh, Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, uh, you know, you've got Zach Ertz for Philly that you guys faced last week, Dallas Goddard's emerging there as well. Uh, it's they, for whatever reason, they have not invested in the position. There is a player named Dan Arnold. He's six foot six. He's a converted wide receiver. He had a couple, you know, he had a cup of coffee as a threat in the red zone last year. But as far as that is just like a pipe dream to believe that this guy is going to be somebody that you can consistently rely upon. I just don't think it's a big part of the offense, but when you think about, what somebody could do or what the threat, especially in the red zone of a big target uh, kind of playing the role of a tight end Larry Fitzgerald kind of is this team's tight end in the red zone. He's going to be a guy in the middle of the field. That's going to be potentially making plays. Uh, Dan Arnold's going to be there. He's, He's a threat. I think he's kind of cut from the same cloth as a Logan Thomas, where physically he's gifted, but for whatever reason, you know, whether it's, you know, lack of blocking or, or lack of just being able to fully play that position, he's not going to emerge as truly like a tight end that opposing defenses have to truly game plan for.
1: It's year two for both of the starting quarterbacks uh, this week. He's excellent. What does Cliff feel like he needs to do better and maybe what he's already doing better than they expected? As
0: far as Kyler Murray in this game? Yeah, yep. I think that uh, just having more, uh, as far as his decision making is concerned for Kyler Murray, he, he still looked, my, my co-host over on Locked on Cardinals was a guy, or Alex Clancy said, he, it looked like jazz out there. Like at the end of the day, you enjoyed it, right? It was fun to, to watch and listen to. But there wasn't like – you. there was no script. You couldn't find like a, a path to how they got there. Kyler Murray was just kind of running around like a chicken with his head cut off. Sure, he was only sacked twice by the San Francisco 49ers in that tough front seven. Uh, he tossed for 230 yards plus the 91 yards on the ground. Uh, he he got it done. He had a top-five quarterback QBR performance. But it, you, you, didn't, you didn't realize that while you're watching. You, you saw him making plays. Uh, I think that they're looking for – Maybe more of his his decision making to be on point, knowing what he's going to do with the football uh, before he goes out there and uh, you know takes the snap. I I think that's probably look what you're looking for. And then as we mentioned before, you're looking for this uh for this this offense to maybe Kyler to spread the ball around a little bit more. I mean, you're still going to look for number ten, the Hopkins, but guys like we said, Fitz, Christian Kirk, Andy Isabella, Dan Arnold, maybe even Max Williams. Or the guys in the in the backfield, Kenyon Drake, get them involved in the passing game. I think that would be huge for somebody like Kyler Murray.
1: It's crazy you mentioned it there. I saw this earlier. Eleven runs only got hit on two of them. That's something he does really yeah, well. Yeah,
0: and he has to. I mean, still your non-traditional quarterback size. I mean, he's under six feet. Uh, you know, he came into the combine a couple of years ago at two oh seven, but that's him maxing out. He doesn't play at two oh seven. So Kyler Murray, he's shifty. He's got to use that shiftiness not to get squared up. And when I look at the Washington football team and what they did against Philadelphia, uh, it was just borderline scary what they did to Carson Wentz. Kyler Murray can't absorb those hits like Carson Wentz. Different cal- kind of quarterbacks, uh, but he just he can't get squared up like that. He did a good job against San Francisco in, in, in avoiding that. He did a good job for the bulk of his rookie year avoiding that. He's going to have to do that this Sunday.
1: Speaking of him moving around a bunch, is the O line the biggest weakness on this Cards team right now?
0: You know, what? I I disagree with that, and I I, I know that there was the forty eight sacks that they get, they surrendered to Kyler Murray fifty total in twenty nineteen. Uh, they they returned four of their five starters from last season. I thought that the continuity was pretty key, especially in this uh, weird coronavirus offseason. season. Uh, when you looked at the numbers, half of those sacks, Doug was. Because of Kyler Murray trying to make a play, he was because he had he for whatever reason didn't throw the ball out of bounds. He didn't try to make a play with his arm. He held onto the football and he got sacked twenty three times. That was on Kyler Murray. That was a league leader. Uh, I think Kyler Murray just having a better grasp of this offense is going to help this offensive line. I think better play. DJ Humphreys was a guy, their left tackle that they signed to an extension this offseason that they like. Calvin Beecham's a guy that slid into the right tackle position who played left tackle for the New York Jets for three seasons. Um, I just think that there's more, you know, consistency across this offensive line. And just being in, a, in the second season of Cliff Kingsbury's offense, it's just going to be, get better. Uh, you know, is it, is it a strength? No, not by any means. But I, I don't think it's a liability anymore. But when you're facing guys like Chase Young, Ryan Kerrigan had t- two sacks last week, Jonathan Allen in the middle of that thing, it's it's going to be scary, and they're going to have to play uh, better than they did in Week One. Certainly better than they did last season.
1: Yep, it'll certainly be a test for this Washington. Front seven, the uh, Cardinals will use a whole lot of quick passing game to try to alleviate that. Yeah, no rate. doubt
0: about it. That's the scheme. That's that's kind of how Cliff Kingsbury draws it up, and it's just quick hitters, maybe little smoke screens, balls out of the backfield to running backs, Kenyon Drake, Chase Edmonds. Uh, that's that's the idea. I mean, they want Kyler Murray to get rid of this football in two and a half seconds or, or less. And, uh, you know, that's the thing that Hopkins brings to the table is his elite route running is he can get open – quick enough, uh, and get that separation. And that's why he's seeing the line shares of the targets. So yeah, absolutely. It's quick hitters.
1: How surprised were you guys by the Hopkins trade? Uh, it
0: was like, where were where, you knew where you were at that point? You know, you're, you're sitting there and you're, it's, it's kind of like Christmas morning for everybody that consumes NFL for like you and I, and we're looking at, uh, you know, who, who our teams are picking up. And uh, the Cardinals were saddled with, and this is, you know, self-inflicted with a bad contract with running back David Johnson. And you start to see rumblings on social media that, hey, they could offload that contract. There's a taker. It's the Houston Texans. And then you see that DeAndre Hopkins is involved and all it's going to cost you is a second round pick uh, really. And it was, it was unbelievable. It was unbelievable that a team was willing to part with an elite, you know, top three consensus wide receiver for a, a running back with a bad contract and a second round pick, uh, and it was exactly what you're looking for to supplement, make, bolster this wide receiver st- uh, core for Kyler Murray in his second season. It was, it was you, you exactly, you know exactly where you were when that happened.
1: Bigger deal to get Hopper to get rid of David Johnson uh, to get
0: Hopkins. I mean. We saw Dave, David Johnson, and he's one of those guys. It's e- he's easy to root for, you know. Third round pick out of a small school, had the monster season out of twenty sixteen. Hampered by injuries, I think it just the the rigors of the NFL. It was just and the toll it took on his his body, just you know, slowed him down enough to where he was ineffective. Now he looked good on Thursday Night Football, and I think you know on our podcast we were talking about, hey, David Johnson might have looked good on Thursday Night Football on Friday morning. Uh, but just you wait, wait till you see what DeAndre Hopkins brings to this offense. And he did not uh, disappoint. He, you take, you take DeAndre Hopkins, uh, you know, 10 times out of 10.
1: Speaking of running back, it is a true running back by committee now. In no, Arizona. it's
0: Kenyon Drake's job to uh, he, he's going to get the bulk of the carries. He's going to get the bulk of the snaps. He's uh, he's the guy that they invested a transition tag in. So he's, he's getting over $8 million, this season, playing kind of on a one-year prove-it deal. Chase Edmonds is a guy that's in his third season. He found the end zone. Both the guys found the end zone last year. I mean, but Drake's going to be the guy on the goal line. Drake's going to be the guy, for the most part, that's going to be on first through third down. Chase Edmonds is going to be in there in the spell him. He's a playmaker. He's got the speed. He can catch the football. He can run between the tackles. But Kenny Drake's the guy. And I, I don't think that there's, a, there's any doubt about that. Sure, you might see number 20. Uh, was a 29. Chase Edmonds out there on the field, but he's not going to be. He, he's not at any point going to get a consistent amount of carries to where opposing defenses are going to have to key in on him. I just Kenyon Drake. Uh, we had it was kind of slow out of the gate, 60 yards in, in the touchdown. Would benefited have the ball on the one yard on the one yard line. He had the go ahead and score. He he's their uh, he's their bell cow running back, no doubt about it.
1: Uh, yeah, when when Drake was available, I know that Washington had interest. He's a heck of a ball carrier. Absolutely, yeah. Washington's.
0: No, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I I agree with you. I mean, when Miami was kind of selling the farm last year, and the Cardinals were able to kind of get Drake for fifth round pick peanuts uh, for Kenyon Drake, and he came in immediately. He just kind of fits the style that uh, Cliff King's very, You know, they're spreading it out. They've got the three wide receivers, sometimes four wide receivers on the field. One back in the backfield, and to to defenses have to kind of unstack the box. And Kenyon Drake has the speed to run in that style of offense that David Johnson didn't have. And he he's the guy. He's gonna be he's gonna be the future back on Sunday.
1: Speaking of defense, Washingtons will look eerily similar to what Arizona saw last week. Has Cliff said anything? If there's anything to glean from what they saw from San Francisco going forward with Washington?
0: Not necessarily. I mean, it's you look at a couple of scary front sevens. I mean, they're young. They're fast. They're going to fill gaps. They're going to get to your quarterback. They're going to make things uncomfortable for Kyler Murray, and it's going to be a mix of what you know, the Cardinals saw last year twice from the San Francisco 49ers, and it's going to look a little bit like what they saw last year against the Carolina Panthers. River Ron was the coach of Carolina when they came into Glendale and they absolutely beat down the Cardinals 38-20. to 20. So I expect to see a lot of similar things in in this game that we saw in last game from uh, Rivera's former team. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if it's, you know, offensively, you know, obviously Turner brings – from Carolina some of the same things that they were doing down there uh and also defensively I know Jack Del Rio wasn't the DC for Carolina but I'm sure there's a lot of the same concepts as well
1: is it me or is Arizona a little thin in the secondary
0: yeah I think that that's that's absolutely a concern but they've got a second round pick in Byron Murphy who's in his second season that was kind of thrown to the Wolves last year and uh Yes, or last week he played really well. He actually had the game stealing uh pass deflection down in the end zone from Jimmy G. Now, was that a bad pass from Garoppolo? I think so. But uh Byron Murphy made enough plays for us to kind of feel a little comfortable, more comfortable than before. They added Draker Patrick, a firmer first round pick from the Cincinnati Bengals, a little long in the tooth, but he's he can he can play opposite Patrick Peterson and Peterson. Look, his matchup in in week one was atrocious. The the San Francisco 49ers. I don't know what John Lynch was thinking. You know, I know that they had Debo Samuel and their first round pick by Brandon Ayuk on uh, on the shelf on the sideline in week one. But they did not have NFL caliber wide receivers out there. So it was easy, easy first week for Patrick Peterson. But the former eight time pro bowler uh, knocking the rust off of a six game suspension from last season. Still getting back in the shape. He's hit the big three zero as far as his uh, how old he is, but I think he's still going to be a guy. He's going to he's going to match up with Scary Terry, and uh, I think that I would I would early on give the edge to Patrick Peterson, Buddha Baker, Pro Bowl safety, highest paid safety in the league, tackling machine like what he has to bring to the table. And Jalen Thompson is a nice little guy that they got in the supplemental draft last year at a Washington State who played really well. So as thin as they are. That's where it gets scary. But as far as they're pretty top heavy, I like their starters, especially against the Washington passing attack early on.
1: Peterson will travel with McLaurin then? Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. He always does. He takes on that assignment. He's been doing it for yep. years. It's not a Richard Sherman thing, it's not a scheme thing. It's P2. Pat Pete's going to be on Scary Terry.
1: Speaking of Peterson, have they started working on a contract extension with him? What's, what's no, going on? there? No,
0: they haven't. And I think it's just going to be one of those things where they're going to see where he's at. They're going to see if he's going to be the guy that he was the first eight seasons of his career, or is he the guy that they saw for the you know bulk of 2019? Uh, it, it's, it's tough because you're kind of in some gray area. He already got his big contract at one point. Yeah. Patrick Peterson was one of the best cornerbacks in the league. But we, you guys have seen that with Josh Norman, that the guy's production impact it falls off a cliff. Do they want to invest? Uh, wh- what's that number look like for a guy at 30 years old? He's going to be 31 when he gets his next deal. What's going to make sense for the Cardinals? What's going to make sense for Patrick Peterson? I don't know. Can they find that middle ground? Cardinals don't shy away from paying their stars. They just paid Buda Baker, as I said, the highest paid contract for safety in NFL history. They just paid DeAndre Hopkins the highest paid contract for non-quarterbacks. They paid Peterson before. They paid Chandler Jones. They're not shy from doing that. They just got to find out what makes sense for the organization going forward. I don't think right now they'll figure it out.
1: You better hope that Patrick Peterson doesn't hear you mentioning him next to Josh Norman. On well, look,
0: I don't. I think at one point they were probably in the same conversation, but absolutely after watching what happened there in in uh, in Landover, in D.C. for so many years, Norman absolutely fell off. Uh, nowhere close to the caliber corner he once was with Carolina. But man, you know, at at one point they were mentioned in the same breath. Patrick Peterson has has figured it out how to be consistent. And, and show up, continue his lockdown corner ways.
1: I think I saw that Hassan Reddick said they moved him to outside linebacker, no. uh, and that he likes it there. Am I right? Yeah, on I that? mean
0: he was a guy that would that would rush the passer at Temple, and that's where he kind of emerged as a surprise first round pick. He's he's been a guy that hasn't been able to find his way at the pro level, and they tried to do a position change as soon as he came out as that thirteenth overall pick. And uh, it just didn't work. It, he, he was going to be a stand-up linebacker that was going to play in the middle of the field. That didn't work. He—he he this is the first season for Hassan Reddick, a 2017 first-round pick, that he's had the same defensive coordinator in back-to-back seasons. He had a DC in college. He had a DC under Bruce Arians and James Betcher. He had a DC and Steve Wilkes and Al Holcomb, who had a one-year stay here in the desert, and then Cliff Kingsbury. And in uh, Vance Joseph last year, Vance Joseph in his second season, that's the longest tenured defensive coordinator that Hassan Reddick's played under. Uh, he looked, you know, I, I was surprised by the the effort from Hassan Reddick last week. I thought he played very well. He's playing in a part time role, but he, he made some plays for this defense that we haven't seen Hassan Reddick make since going num- number 13th in 2017.
1: I liked him coming out of college, not for this Sunday, but I do hope that he finds the right spot on that defense. Uh, is Simmons starting? Where do they have him playing at? I know there have been talk of safety, a linebacker, as a hybrid role. What's going on? Yeah, there
0: Simmons, uh, he, he didn't start right out of the gates for the Arizona Cardinals. Devondre Campbell, who was a def- uh, free agent addition this offseason from Atlanta, who played very well, is going to be the starting inside linebacker. But they get Simmons on the field. He absolutely plays – enough. He plays starter snaps, no doubt about it. And uh, his impact is, you know, the elite Swiss Army Knight skills. He's playing linebacker at the inside. He's rushing the passer. He's a guy that dropped back in coverage and we saw him do it all. Sure. He made some mistakes in his week in his, in his first week, but that's uh, you know, that's expected. He's going to take his lumps as a rookie. Um, His impact isn't going to be chase young level. But he's he's a guy out out there that the Cardinals expect him to make some plays. Where he's going to make those? That's what's fun to watch each and every Sunday. Is is he going to make it? Is he going to you know deflect the pass? Is he going to get to the quarterback? Is he going to be a guy that's uh, making tackles on a ball carrier? He can do it all. Um, what's it going to look like? What's his? Is he going to put up the gaudy numbers? I don't think so. Not not year one. But uh, he's he's a he's a big time player already for this defense.
1: What did the injury report look like for this week yet? Has it come out for you guys? It,
0: it comes out uh, this little bit in a couple hours. And it's, you know, they they came out relatively unscathed. Their center, Mason Cole, their starting center, looks like he'll probably miss some time. And the thing about Mason Cole is he's a guy that started all 16 games in his rookie year in 2018 and then was on the sideline. Uh, and, you know, a veteran, A.Q. Shipley, was started over. Mason Cole's just a guy at the NFL level. He can play. He's not going to make an impact either way, uh, so they're going to have you know a backyard back backup center in there, Lamont Galliard, and it, you know it's it's fine um, as far as they're not really going to miss any of their key players for week two, so relatively clean injury report for the Arizona Cardinals.
1: The former Bulldog Galliard can play, yeah uh, 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 for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a uh, He's another guy that probably won't ever go to a Pro Bowl, but will start for somebody for a long time. He's put on a little weight. Um, for the uniform nerds out there, do we know what they'll be wearing? Are they usually black at home or red at home?
0: I think they only wear the black uniforms once a year. Um, I think they wore them twice okay. last year because they wore them in honor of their late owner, Bill Bidwell, when he passed away last year. They'll wear usually red tops, white white pants,
1: have the Arizona six and a half point favorites. Um, go ahead and give us your game prediction and um, the game ball. Yeah,
0: I think that the Arizona Cardinals do cover that six points. You know, I I watched the bulk of the Washington football teams win over the Philadelphia Eagles. And yeah, I, I mean, they were an absolute buzzsaw, but I think that the Arizona Cardinals can combat and slow down that front seven, just like they were able to kind of combat and slow down the San Francisco 49ers front seven, uh, you know, is it, it's, it's going to be an ugly win, but I think that they can end up pulling this one away. I think they've got the, the components on, on offense. They can slow things down on defense. I expect this defense to try to uh, really take advantage of Dwayne Haskins and kind of get him off the spot. Maybe make some mistakes in his second week of 2020. I think the Arizona Cardinals can win this one 27, 16. As far as the game ball is concerned, Let's throw it Kyler Murray's way. Let's just go chalk there. I think Kyler Murray will continue uh, his his big step forward in 2020. I, I got you know I got a, a stupid idea, and I don't in no way, and it will it never happened. Doug is Kyle Allen looked like Joe Montana and and Tom Brady against the Arizona Cardinals last year threw for four touchdown passes. I know he's a member of that Washington football team uh, roster. I mean, I don't. I mean, I hope Dwayne Haskins is leaning on him for some insight on how to maybe take advantage of this defense this week.
1: Whatever it takes, whatever it takes. Bo Brack, we appreciate you for coming on the show. Tell people where they can find you and what you got coming up.
0: Absolutely. Just give me a follow. So my name is Bo Brack. So give me a follow easiest way to find it on Twitter, Bob Brack. Uh, I'm I'm a local kid from the DMV area and, uh, I just love talking football, love talking Cardinals. I'll throw some, uh, some hail to the Washington football team in there, <laughs> whatever it may be now. Uh, but, uh, it's, it's going to be a fun one on Sunday. Can't wait. And, uh, just give us a follow listen us to on, on locked on Cardinals. We're going to be talking to Chris Russell tomorrow, who, uh, I'm sure you guys are familiar with in the area. He, he, yeah, oh, yeah, he's, uh, he's got some great, uh, Washington insight. So you, if you want some more in-depth analysis, Uh, on, on the game. Give us a listen.
1: There you go. Bo Breck, everybody.